The Ryan Tuberty Show on RTE Radio 1 with Elevon Merchant Services. Growing your business is easy peasy with us by your side. Hello and good morning again. It's Oliver Callan here once more in for Ryan for one final time. He's back here on Tuesday morning and he's on the late late tonight as well. So uh, it's Good Friday. Yes, a long weekend awaits hot cross buns and chocolate. And we aim to keep our spirits up until 10 o'clock this morning. So get in touch. The text is 51551 and the email is ryan at rte.ie. Yes, uh, Ryan back. Uh, it's a bank holiday weekend. So it'll be Marty that'll be here on Monday morning. The Marty who likes to party. Not the other Marty who's in Lyric FM. I most certainly do not like to party. I'm far too much of a smarty. What are you saying, Marty? Oh, oh very naughty. And these are the voices that go on in my head. Uh, but they will be on the radio this evening as well because Callan's kicks business as usual tonight at half past six as well. So there you go. Now, uh, it's April 15th, which is the anniversary of the sinking of the Titanic. You know, the Irish ship built in Belfast, last seen in Cove. It went down 110 years ago on this very day with the loss, uh, sadly, of 1,500 souls, but triggered fascination for all of those 110 years. Not including, um, by the way, those souls, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio's character, because he didn't exist, and Celine Dion's heart will go on and on and on. And no, the old lady didn't drop it into the ocean at the end, Brittany, because the heart of the ocean didn't exist. But one thing you can do is you can go and visit the Titanic, according to the examiner this morning. Um, because it's, well, it's disappearing because scientists say the wreck could disappear by 2030 because it's being devoured by a rust-eating bacterium uh, which was first discovered on the ship itself, unique to the Titanic, and it's called Halominus Titanicae as a result of that. Ocean Gate Inc. is a privately owned exhibition company. They're going to track the decay of the Titanic wreck. And how are they going to fund this? They want to have rich people to pay to go down and visit it in the submersible. Uh, for just a mere €230,000. So that's what you do. You pay, it'll fund the mission. Down you go, have a look around and it'll be gone soon. So there you go. Enjoy that. There are some great exhibitions around the place. The Titanic Centre in Belfast is really good. It's about the building of it. That was fascinating. You go the whole way up to the top, but you don't get to see the staircase at the end. Don't you have to book in for afternoon tea? There's always a bit of controversy about that. Uh, My hot tip would be to go to the Cove Heritage Centre. Cove is a lot going for it. And uh, because you get not just only the Titanic, but also the fascinating story of the Lusitania and all those ships that brought poor misfortunates across to Australia, to um, uh, Van Diemen's Land, they called uh, Tasmania at the time. And all of that uh, history and the mobs on the ships, fascinating stuff. They make great films. I don't understand why they haven't done one yet, but there you go. It's a fierce good centre down in Cove, which was formerly Queenstown, as we know. And we just called Cove because C-O-V-E, they put a B-H to make it Irish, means nothing. Just It's one of those Irish words that stole from the English. Um, actually, I, I discovered, I always thought that um, Port Leash was Phillipstown, but it was, Mary, it was called Maryborough at one stage. There you go, the, the anglicisation of names. Uh, other mad stories that uh, um, I just actually had to read about three times, because the Superman comic... And these are huge things that sell all around the world, as you know, graphic novels, as they're called. Um, these DC comic issue of Superman, son of El Ka- of Kal El. Well, he's in Ireland, Superman, in this adventure, which has just been published, and he is specifically saving the GPO. Why? Well, because there's been a big storm, and it's the worst storm 
Not the first to hit Ireland. It's the most powerful storm ever seen, damaging winds of 100 miles an hour. The River Liffey floods and the spire falls over, knocks, falls into the GPO, traps people inside and Superman goes to save the day and he literally carries the spire across the ocean. And um, how did this come about? It was illustrated by Dublin graphic artist Keen Tormey. So fair to play to him now for getting Superman off to Ireland. And that, that issue is out. And um, I'm sure all the, the mad fans, they will know about it. You know, they're, they're lovely geeks in this world. Dinosaur geeks, are you one of them? I am. I put my hand up for this one. Well, the brand new, and it's David Attenborough's BBC hotly anticipated dinosaur show. It's on tonight on BBC One, 6.30pm. And it's very interesting. The Irish Sun tells us it's the dinos- dinosaurs, the final day. So it's all about the last day of the dinosaurs on Earth. And it's, it's fascinating because in the course of researching this programme, they actually found and researched uh, a perfectly preserved dino leg, um, which included the actual skin of the animal and was actually dated to the time the asteroid that brought about the dinosaurs' extinction 66 million years ago. And they say this was, this basically, this dinosaur died on the uh, the day the asteroid s- struck and there's debris attached to it. They know what it ate and so on. All that incredible stuff. Uh, the ultimate dinosaur drumstick, they're calling it. But why is it in the news? The Irish Sun tells us that the BBC... Uh, bosses have gone fully woke on the T-Rex because uh, apparently the raptor has a very bad reputation, very scary for young children through Jurassic Park and all the rest of it. So they've kind of softened the image. Uh, They're always just shown as eating machines, says the director. That's as if that's all they did. We want to show different sides of the creatures, come up with some storylines that are a bit different, a little bit gentler. Now, um, it's interesting the angle he went here because... Uh, the, the the director is saying here, we want to show how mundane their lives were. They're not ripping each other's throats all the time. Predators tend to just fight all the time. We want to show them pooing. So there you go, 90 minutes. Hopefully there's more than just the dinosaurs doing a plop for an hour and a half. It's fascinating stuff. Uh, something a little bit gory is the um, the story, of course, today being Good Friday and Jesus Christ uh, being put to death and crucified and all of that. Well, this is a fascinating one because... Uh, apparently, Jesus died of fatal bleeding caused by a dislocated shoulder from carrying the cross, according to a doctor-turned-priest. Now, this is interesting because Father Patrick Pulicino, who's a former consultant and neurologist, analysed work on the Shroud of Turin. And he put forward the th- th- theory that Jesus died from internal bleeding. So, now there's been all sorts of discussions around the Shroud of Turin. It's been preserved since 1578 in the Royal Chapel, uh, Cathedral of San Giovanni Battista in Turin, in Italy, which is also hosting the Eurovision uh, Song Contest this year. Propos of nothing. And in the 1980s, they were saying, oh, this is probably made up, comes from the Middle Ages. But more recent studies with better technology argued that, no, the linen sheet does date from the time of Christ. Father Pulicino says these are bloodstains. He's not kind of going with, you know, nothing supernatural happened here. Bloodstains, the image of uh, of the shroud depicting a man. And he says uh, specifically a man with a dislocated shoulder. And you notice it was pulled so far out of its socket that the right hand stretches four inches lower than the left, probably stretched his subclavian artery, bled to death eventually. And it's consistent with stories and scholars who say that his dislocated arm was a result of it being trapped under the T-shaped cross that he was forced to carry. Fascinating stuff there in the Telegraph. And very timely, isn't it? Yes, I think I feel it is. I feel it is. Now, how do I go to a story from the crucifixion to one about cats? Well, sure, this programme, you can do whatever you want. Really, can't you? 
This is also, well, it's scientific as well. It's also based in science. Uh, apparently cats know the name of their owner and can recognise monikers of their feline friends. So this is in Japan, researchers who've nothing else better to be doing, looked at 48 cats and they put them living with uh, two pets and then they, um, they, they played recordings of the owner of the pets calling out the cat friend, you know, the cat that they're living with and the animal would show some sign of recognition. Now, how would the cat show the recognition? You know, just slightly more pussy-faced or sort of like scowled, purred. Anyway, apparently they're, they're very clever. But we kind of know they're clever because they're, they're sneaky. They, they, ha- they have, cats have notions. They're like, they're, they're, they're in wicked form. They know stuff that they shouldn't know. They scowl. We don't like cats, do we? Well, we won't start this discussion today. 51551, by the way, is the text number. Um, oh, getting Titanic messages already. My father was friendly with one of the passengers of the Titanic who fortunately got off the ship in Cove before it sailed and sank out in the Atlantic, yes. The passenger was Father Brown, the photographer whose photos of the ship are very well known, says Michael. Yeah, we were just discussing that this morning. I went to Emo Park, that lovely house in uh, County Leash. Uh, a couple of years ago when they had all the Father Brown uh, photographs there because they were undiscovered his Titanic ones were left in an attic for years and years and years and a friend of mine who was with at the time said um, because there were pictures of railway crashes he seemed to show up at he was of course a chaplain in the Great War and there was a lot of tragedy and a lot of um, you know he seemed to show up at the scene of calamity quite a lot Father Brown you begin to wonder amazing photographs by the way the Titanic Trail walking tour of Cove every day since 1998. See titanic.ie, says that's texter. And uh, Rory Golden texts to say he's going to be part of the crew on the Ocean Great Expedition this year. Incredible. So um, if that goes, I think next year, it will be the first time three consecutive years submersibles have gone down to view the Titanic. And it's looking very likely because of the years, the few years that are left even though you think they've stripped the thing because there's bits and pieces of it on an exhibition all over the world. I went, remember going to see a piece of the hull, which is a massive piece. It's like the size of a three, four-storey building on display, which they some billionaire pulled out of the ocean. Seemingly Queenstown or Cove in the USA was associated with emigrants who felt they were being ripped off by merchants and shopkeepers for good and goods and necessities before they sailed transatlantic. I guess that's where airports got their idea from, says David Kilkenny. There's a lot to unpack in that one. There's a lot of kind of rip-off, bitterness, uh, all sorts of, yeah, there's a lot of um, fado-fado to unpack in that text. Fair play to you. (laughs) Thanks, Dave and Kilkenny. Um, Now, quickly, okay, BBC and Hulu. This is the Sally Rooney, uh, Conversations with Friends. So we had normal people. Remember, everyone was obsessed in 2020. Leo Varadkar just caught up there about a week ago. Uh, Well, that show, they've announced their, their release date the 15th of May, so the third Sunday in the May. It'll be broadcast uh, on Hulu, that's the streaming service, and BBC. RT will also have rights to the drama. Uh, they haven't announced a release date yet, so stay tuned for that. Uh, and it's the same team behind The Normal People. It's huge success. Lenny Abrahamson is behind, is the director, and Element Pictures, our own Element Pictures from Ireland, is going on BBC Three. And um, yeah, imagine that novel. It's only five years old. It's on the telly, hotly anticipated. I'm sure, Beautiful World, Where Are You? The, the novel that came out last year will also be very... Um, Tellurific. I thought it was very, very good. Incidentally, actually, I've just finished reading The Colony by Audrey McGee. It'll be good literature now, but it's about a, an English painter who goes across to the islands in the West. It's set in 1979, so it's interspersed with all the, the tragedies and uh, killings up in the north in 1979, which were quite something. 
and it's very good and there's a Frenchman tracing the last English speakers and it's all about the end and trying to preserve the bit of the islands but the islanders want to get out and get to the future it's fierce good Audrey McGee but loads of people are reading it because it's in the bestsellers in Ireland at the minute but that's a hot tip hot recommendation are you still watching Pam and Tommy on Disney Plus the story the incredible story about the sex tape uh, of Pamela Anderson and Tommy Lee that was stolen and it's just a fascinating story never knew the background still going still following it because Seth Rogen is very good in it but anyway Pamela Anderson is all the rage at the moment and she's out on Broadway and uh, she's playing Roxy Hart in the musical Chicago which is making a big comeback not Chicago or Chicago Ch- Chicago we say Chicago the Americans say Say whatever you like, it doesn't matter. Anyway, she's there, uh, she's photographed with her kids, and um, the kids she had with Tommy Lee. They are Dylan Jagger Lee, that's a good name, and Brandon Lee. And there's a picture of them there. They look like kind of bad Spaniards that you, you wouldn't like to introduce to your mammy. They'd be kind of, she'd do her cat face. She might go, oh no, them fellas now, they, they could be trouble. And she looks great as ever there. And um, so she doesn't like this apparently. I didn't know that she didn't like the Pam and Tommy because I found it very sympathetic to her. It's kind of like a, a revisionist story of what really went on. Uh, but she has given her imprimatur to an upcoming Netflix documentary about her life. That's the thing about some sub- subject that suddenly comes from the past and then suddenly there's five series and 20 documentaries in the podcast about it. But enjoy it. Things that are coming out this weekend. Um, we mentioned The Northman yesterday because it was shot in Donegal and Antrim and Alexander Skarsgård was complaining um, that he was in the muck, uh, the Irish muck for seven months making this Viking adventure. Well, it gets five-star review from Donald Clark in the Irish Times. Epic in scope, intensity, intensity and pure bloody ferocity. He says it's extremely violent. He loved it. There's a huge cast. Uh, Anya J. Taylor-Joy, Ethan Hawke is in it. Bjork, who actually showed up in Derry Girls. There's the connection. Uh, her song, that is. Uh, no, Bjork did not make a cameo. That would be some cameo, wouldn't it? You couldn't rule it out. And Willem Dafoe is also in The Northman. Uh, it's got five stars. Now, he's kind of knowing that people will not be into this gory, bloody um, thing. And at the very end, he says, you know, not this is not for everyone, but don't worry, the new Downton Abbey movie will be long in a moment. This is Don Clark. And he's got his tongue in his cheek there because, like, the, the Downton Abbey film is... Um, well, it's an escape. It's an escape for certain people. The Lost City, that's the um, Channing Tatum and Sandra Bullock film. That actually, the trailer looks very good. It's only got three stars here in the Irish Times. Um, but I think it's got four stars in a lot of places, isn't it, around the place? Yeah, so I think that could be very good. Uh, if you're looking for a bit of escape, Lord knows, Lord knows we sort of feel we need it. Uh, by the way, actually, Ros Crowley, who is the, um, the foodie in the Irish Examiner, had uh, a list of the top eight shop-bought hot cross buns in time for Easter. So I clicked on that, the Examiner, and apparently the, um, the Dunn's ones... Done simply better, all butter. Or she gets nine, nine out of ten. So they're the best ones for your hot cross buns uh, tradition at the moment. Oh, speaking of Disney Plus, Billie Eilish has collaborated with Lisa Simpson, and it's a short. When Billy met Lisa, debuting on the twenty second of April, Disney Plus. That's coming out then in a, a week's time. Incidentally, the 22nd of April is stuck in my head because that's when Fontaine's DC new album Skinty Fia is being released for all the Fontaine's nuts out there. And, um, sorry, yes. So what was I talking about? When Billy Met Lisa, streaming Disney Plus, 22nd of April, and they're keeping it all under wraps. And uh, obviously that's a huge thing for Gen Z. And also us millennials out there as well. Be fierce excited about that. Um, yes, that's, that's what's happening. Oh, yes, now I remember where I was going. I want to tell you about Ireland's first inclusive triathlon event for people of all abilities in aid of the on-sale 
Foundation. Well, uh, what is it about? Last year, people with even the most severe acquired brain injuries were able to take part with the help of robot-assisted gait training machines. It's a really good idea. This starts on the 1st of May. So participants of all abilities, they have a full month to basically do the uh, official distances of an Ironman triathlon thing. That's why it's called the Iron Month challenge. So you sign up to take part, you donate, some participants will choose to do the triathlon in a day, the fanatics will do that, the others will approach it step by step over four weeks. And all the donations are going to be used directly to support brain injury survivors through the purchase of specialist equipment and the supply of additional services. And no money is going to administration or salaries, that's a good thing. So get involved, basically pop Iron Month challenge into Google and you'll find it very easily. The On Sale Foundation is behind it, as I say, and they have sponsors like um, the Irish Village Markets, which sets up all those lovely stalls that create that atmosphere, you know, where they do the, the, the cooking and various various foods from around the world. And the HC also sponsors as well. So um, Iron Month Challenge would be your good deed of the day. And that's triathlon, as in T-R-Y, because it's for everyone. I think it's a very clever idea. Now, um, Barry Manilow is the latest man who has tested positive for COVID-19. Why am I mentioning this? Just a r- wild excuse, because it's Friday. And uh, he's doing grand. He's 78 years old. He says he's, he's cancelled a couple of shows and all that, but he's feeling absolutely grand, telling people wear masks and uh, we'll all be fine when he's going to shows. Uh, he's a bronchial infection, but he was rushed to the hospital a couple of years ago, but actually COVID-19, um, he, he's okay. He's okay. Barry Manilow's okay. And the most important thing is it's an excuse to play this tune. 51551 is the text. Good morning. Welcome back. 51551. That is the text number. And um, yeah, I got the year of uh, the Copacabana. Uh, greetings from Flitwick in Bedfordshire. Copacabana, first released in 1978. Yes, I misgoogled. You see, in my fast, I thought I was being clever, but I misgoogled. 1978. And this person saying, yes, uh, well before 85, I remember Jacobs did a fantastic scene in Tops of the Town. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Of Copacabana featuring Joey Conlon. It was brilliant. I still remember it. They beat our group in the gaiety, but it was it was well won. Uh, that was 1982. Yes, okay. I'm I'm, I'm being, uh, absolutely buried here in the Copacabana stuff. Uh, I love the, this one. Good morning. Happy Good Friday. Isn't it bad when you remember the words to a Barry Manilow song, but not remember why you went to the kitchen? Happy Easter, says Lorraine. That 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 happens to us all. Do you know what? Another thing. I'm actually terrible at song lyrics I just can't hear them I was really bad at the aural do you know where they played the tape in French and Irish I could do an impression of the tape which was also always usually like a 50 year old man pretending to be 15 or something going uh, I, could, I couldn't make out the words uh, which is why um, the uh, you know the, the, the Nirvana song uh, with the lights out, it's less dangerous, you know, and then at the end they're saying, ah, denial, ah, denial. I'm one of the people who thought it's, it's Roddy Doyle. He's saying, Roddy Doyle, Roddy Doyle, over and over and over again. There are songs years old that I'm only starting to pick up now. That's what happened. Uh, apparently we made um, this person's Chihuahua Lola very happy and she sends a big lick of appreciation. Not sure if maybe Lola is a Barry Manilow fan or is delighted with the slagging off of the cats. Could be either or, I suppose. Um, slap on the wrist time do I detect an air of scoffing at the Downton Abbey films well to quote yourself regarding it being for certain type of people you can kindly apply that same remark to every film quite frankly to each their own and all that says Damien who's really channelling the uh, Dowager Countess there isn't she 
you know, what is a weekend, Damien? Uh, I actually have watched Downton Abbey from start to finish. It was the escape on a Sunday. Um, Cousin Matthew, of course, went on a terrible rant about Boris Johnson. Yes, he was very rude about the Prime Minister. But he got a little bit schmaltzy and a little bit, you know, remember when they adopted the, the IRA guy and they were all very nice? Well, now it's sorted, Carson. We are delighted with the Republicans. We're all very happy. I just you know, I couldn't take some of it. And I thought the last film now was very merry. A bit too merry. I like a bit of gritty, real, you know, a bit of grimness, a bit of cynicism every now and again. But like films, you know, it's it's to, to each to everyone. I'm going to watch my, my film for Easter will be The Last Temptation of Christ. Certainly not going to be everyone's cup of tea. But they could be watching uh, The Life of Brian. Remember, Easter was always the time you'd watch those seven hour films, wasn't it? On, on the RTE. Uh, this person is thanking us for the other voices recommendation. It's on a bit late, but I stayed up, says. And she says, Orla Gartland, never heard of, but it was brilliant. Thank you for that, says Raymond in Renville in Goliath. Uh, not at all. Very, um, you're, you're very welcome. Oliver, I missed the hot cross buns at Easter. I was diagnosed with being celiac back in, 90, in 2017. I haven't found anywhere that sells gluten-free hot cross buns in Dublin, says Paul in Whitehall. Well, if you know of any gluten-free hot cross buns, do let us know. Uh, I think we should take another break, don't we? 51551, that is the text number. We will be back shortly. Well, like, um, our Siobhan here calls it the nation's WhatsApp group and they're all in. The gluten-free hot cross buns are everywhere. They're in Aldi, they're in Marks and Spencer. Thank you, Rosemary, for that. And uh, also, I can't pronounce anything. Richard from Tullamore is back to us. Uh, and he says, Flithick has a silent W. Flitwick, I was calling it. Um, so Flitwick, she can't pronounce anything in Ireland or in England, it seems. Uh, Richard from Tullamore, formerly from Bedford, near Flitwick, is what he says there. And speaking of travelling around the country by train, have you ever noticed the recorded voice which announces each stop on Iron Road Aaron sounds like Enda Kenny? I did not notice that. And I don't think it's him. It, well, it could be him. Iron Road Inda. This uh, train is for Limerick Junction. That's it uh, for this week. Thank you all very much for your lovely messages and everything. Uh, quick reminder, Paula Fagan, the CEO of LGBT Ireland, will be on Clare Byrne shortly. And she'll have all the information and the vigils that are happening around the country in memory of the Sligo victims uh, this evening and across the weekend. So do uh, pay attention and listen out for that. Callan's Kicks is on the radio tonight. And Callan's Kicks Live is on tour. We're back next weekend, not Easter weekend, Borough County Offaly, uh, the Limerick Lime Street Theatre as well the week after that. Thank you very much and a safe and happy Easter to you all. Thanks. The Ryan Tuberty Show. Listen back on the RTE Radio Player.